podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello! Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> oh, that sounds like you're still getting over something. Yeah, I, uh... I got a cold, and then I got a sinus infection, and... Oh, and you said, was Matilda sick, too? Yeah, she was sick. We were both really snotty and gross. <laughs> um, and then spring sprung, and so I, there's all this stuff in the air, I can tell. Oh my god, daylight savings, like, we still can't switch Matilda to daylight savings. Uh... She just will not go to bed any earlier. Uh, then eight, or whatever, an hour later. Then. I know it's like killing me. The thing about daylight savings <clears throat> to me is, I don't like. It's nice that it's light in the evening, but isn't it going to naturally just be lighter in the evening? The late, you know, <laughs> the closer we get to June, do we really need it to force is. force the issue in the second week of March? <sighs> Plus, the losing the hour, it just it really discombob. I forgot. That's why I was so discombobulated this week at work. At the beginning of the week, I was just a disaster. Oh no! It was like, and everybody was, so it was fine. But it was just like a bunch of grumpy people wandering around. Um. So since the last time we talked, uh, we went to stitches. Yay! And lots of people have done their stitches report, but um, it was I. I had a really good time. We do our usual thing. We went on Friday only. We really did not, we didn't do a huge long day. We got there about 1030. It was pretty mellow, right? When we, uh-huh. I mean, other people's tales of that day make it, I think they were comparing it to Market Preview Day. Erin, um, hi Erin. She um, <laughs> she went to Market Preview and Sunday and she's like, oh, that was so mellow. Friday was so crazy, but I still feel like Friday seemed okay. We walked in, there was no line. Um, yeah. I mean, there's the usual throng of, people but it wasn't like you couldn't look at everything you wanted to look at right no absolutely and um yeah it was great seeing people we saw a lot of people who we've met before at stitches we got to meet gail and charlene even though i feel like i already knew them and we got to see aaron <laughs> um so it was like old home week it's hard to explain to people outside of the knitting world and i bet you like people in the comic world or any sort of little demimond of like hobby collectors know that feeling but when I people asked me what I did um over that break I was like oh and then I went to this knitting convention and I got to see all these people I know and they're like oh how do you know them and I'm like well there's this site called <laughs> Ravelry and there's message and you'd think you know it's 2014 that people would be more accustomed to you having friends that you know from online but still not completely so, um, plus I feel sorry for all the people who aren't knitters who aren't on Ravelry because I think Ravelry is such a superior site to like Facebook. For, or, yeah, I mean, or to to any like other interest website. Right. Like, it's clearly the best one. It really is. Yeah, if you have another hobby and your hobby does not have a site that's like Ravelry, it's uh, yeah, I'm sure you find community in your own way, but it's certainly the things about Ravelry, the profiles, just the message boards, the way that people form into to groups, I, it just is a really great community. I think like our forums really, our forum really demonstrates that, the way that people come together. Like I just looked last night, there were over 1,400 posts in our Ravelenics group. Wow. And I, I personally had like close to 60 posts. So, <laughs> um, and I just, and then that group really came together in such a great way, thanks to the shepherding of Sherry uh, Tangled Thread, who I cannot thank enough for the work she did. And the, she got people to, well, she didn't get people to do it, but she set up a way for people to donate money that I got to go shopping with at Stitches for prizes. And then it was like some insane number of prizes that we ended up giving away. I had, I think, nine or ten. And then she had a whole handful of other ones. So it was 
I think we Whoa. ended up giving prizes to almost half of the people who participated on our Rebel Linux team. That is awesome. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, so, I mean, that's the kind of the beauty and the joy of Ravelry. I know some groups, um, you know, there's more disagrees and some contention, and but I just never see that in our group, and I like living in my happy little stash and burn Ravelry group bubble. Yeah, me too. So thank you. This was to say to everybody who participates, um, thank you so much. Um, yay! And so Stitches. Yay! Um, <laughs> thankfully, um, I think I had this, the Ravelinux money to spend, so it was a good way to keep me a little bit in check. Um, how do you feel about your... My, I went a little crazy, but I mean, I kind of expected to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how it went. <laughs> <laughs> so you, um, you plus, s- I feel like these days, like I have very little attention to detail in my, I don't know, with things that aren't like, you know, on the top end of Maslow's hierarchy, you know, like, <laughs> so the things that I bought, like, uh-huh. I realized when I got home, like, weren't quite what I thought they were, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean I like them any less. Oh, I'm curious <laughs> to hear about this. <laughs> okay. Tell me more, Jenny. Okay. So I, I went to the Becoming Art booth, right? Uh-huh. And um, I got, I was really in love with the True Love colorway. Okay. What and does that so look like? I, it's like pinks and greens and whites and oranges. And um, it's very springy looking, uh-huh. very fresh looking. Kind of reminds me of like a bunch of pink tulips or something. Hmm. Um, and so I got two skeins of sport weight. And... I didn't realize that there were two different kinds of sport weight. <laughs> so I got the Thea Sport, which is 75 superwash merino, 15% cashmere, and 10% silk. Uh-huh. And then I got Agave Sport, which is 70% superwash, 20% cashmere, and 10% nylon. Ah, uh, okay. They look very similar. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think I that... mean I couldn't tell the difference when I when I picked him out. Right. And even after I look at it, I still don't know if the the sheen pops out in any way any differently from the silk. Um So, that was a little hiccup. <laughs> what were you thinking about using it for anyway? Uh You know, I I am not sure. I was trying to think of like a cowl or shawl pattern that does well with variegated mm-hmm. that that isn't hitchhiker because right. I knit like three of hitchhikers and right. I think I need to branch out um <clears throat> I think anything that's heavily garter stitch works really well on variegated yarns right um another thing is you could just do two different projects right like you could do I don't right. know what the yardage is on each of those but 250 and 260 you know you could do Two different. You could do a pair of sport weight socks with the one that has nylon in it, and then, you know, a small, actually, yeah, some sort of small shawl or neckerchief or a cowl with the uh, with the one that's the has the silk in it. Or maybe just another vest for Matilda. <laughs> um, so that was kind of funny, and then. Um, at the Lisa Sousa booth. Mm-hmm. So I got two skeins of handspun in Helios, which is this like beautiful orangey tangerine color mm-hmm. applied with green. Oh, yeah, I re- yes, I remember. Um, it was a little crazy. Kind pants. of a, yeah, Muppet, Muppet color. Yeah. <laughs> is that what Erin said to you when you picked it up? <laughs> I think she did. Um, so I'm totally happy about those. And then I got, you know how I always go for the baby alpaca silk? Yep. Um, in this blue called Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brilliant idea was to get the giant skein of baby alpaca silk. Right. Which is like a 750-yard skein. Mm-hmm. And get 
the petite skein of baby alpaca silk, which, which is, like is 450. Because I was convinced that they were the same yarn, right? That's what, yeah, that's what I thought you had said. It's not. No, it's not. So one's sport <laughs> and one's fingering? Yes. <laughs> I was so, like, happy in my mind about doing this. And, you know, when you look at the skeins of yarn, they look very similar in thickness right um the sport weight is just slightly more tightly plied Mm -hmm. and the fingering is more loosely plied but Mm -hmm. they're still like kind of two plies yarns that look about the same width Mm -hmm. so what were you you thinking about doing with it like a sweater you didn't have a pattern in mind. A drapey sweater. I think you could use that to sort of, to your advantage in a way. Like, you could make it a design element. Like, say you want it denser in the body, but, so you could use the sport weight for the body, and then you could do the sleeves at the same gauge, for instance, uh, in the lighter weight yarn, and you might right. have, like, more of a, you know, it would be a little more see-through. It could be interesting. That uh, is a good idea. Or, like, if you were to do a pullover, I'm just, just coming up with different ideas. You could do, you know, using the same gauge, use the lighter weight yarn in the yoke, for instance, uh-huh. and then the denser weight for the lower part of the body to, just, I don't know, create some sort of effect. Um, right. Yeah, well, you know, I've been thinking about it because I've got this sweater. <laughs> I've got a sweater crush right now on uh-huh. on Makoshi. Mo- Mokoshi? I think it's it's um it's a pattern from Ami Risu. It is a Japanese. It's kind of like I I don't know much about it, but I'm just from what I can gather. It's like a Japanese twist collective, right? They or wool people where they release a collection, but you buy the patterns individually. Um, and is this in your favorites? It should be in my favorites, and it is um a top down. Yeah, it's in my favorites down a little bit it's just oh a little, i see it a little spring oh, top the with, a, with the peplum right <laughs> and it's um contiguous but one of the things that it the it does and which is why i feel like you could do something like this with your uh with the two different weights of yarn is it's knit with lace weight doubled until you get to the peplum and then one or both of the peplums i didn't buy the pattern yet and i'll get to that later um is knit with a single uh, strand of the lace weight so that gives it like a lighter peplum the peplum is not as heavy as the rest of the body and the same with the sleeves the sleeves are knit with the one strand versus two strands so you could uh, that's mainly what was sort of inspiring me to to try to think outside the box with your uh with your <laughs> your uh whoops there <laughs> yeah oh well oh well um yeah so i'll think of something to do with those things and then I actually cast on with my sincere sheep, oh. uh, sport rambouillet mm-hmm. in another orangey color for the oak leaves sweater by Alana Dacos for Matilda. Ah, uh, man, your kid gets so much more knitwear than mine does. <laughs> Although um, it's funny because I was gonna, I got some sport weight. This is her merino, the Resolute, um, uh-huh. which is sort of a tightly plied, um, I think it's merino. No, I don't have the, I don't have the tag with me in front of me, but um, to knit a sweater for Adrian, I bought it in two colors, this uh, surprise chartreuse green, yellow, acid, yellow color, <laughs> acid, yellow, green, depending <laughs> on the, the light, and then Aegean, which is this beautiful, like, robin's egg blue. Um, the yellow didn't have a name on the tag, so I'm not 100% sure what it is called. Um, but I want to knit a top-down raglan-striped, v- v-neck-striped cardigan for Adrian out of it. Um, and I, I actually think I might try to cast on today. 
Uh, have you ever, you uh, have you ever, I know you have. So you've done the sort of winging it approach to knitting a top-down cardigan, right? right. So right. I was looking at the incredibly, what is it called? The incredible, yeah, I'm sorry. Resolute is 100% merino, just FYI, anybody who's wondering at home. Um, it So I'm using the incredible fit top-down raglan card, uh, calculator, uh-huh. Um, and I did a gauge swatch. Um, I'm knitting it sort of loosely. I'm knitting it on fives. So I'm getting about five stitches to the inch. Um, and so what I would do is cast on right for the back and the sleeves and the, um, the separating stitches, whatever it is, like the two stitches in each thing. And then uh-huh. like maybe one stitch for the front. And then I would just increase the front the front V slower than I'm re- increasing the raglan, right? So like if I increase the raglan every other row, I would increase the, um, I would increase the, the V neck every fourth row. Right. Okay. So I think I'm going to give that a try. I'm worried about my math, but I guess the worst thing it, it could happen is go back and start over. It's not going to be, I would think I would quickly figure out. His measurements were a little bigger than I expected, especially when I compared them to the measurements that were on some chart I saw somewhere. Like his neck is close to 10 inches, which a lot of the charts say Uh for kids his age, it would be nine. And for length, it says nine inches. But when I, like where I would want the cardigan to be, it's more like 11 inches. So, and I don't think of him as a big kid. I just, all of our measurements are individualized, right? Right. Um, so, um, we'll see. Of course, I'm totally going to do this by the skin of my teeth. I have 500 yards and I'm hoping <laughs> to eke out the sweater. But I, I figure, like, I just knit myself a sweater in 800 yards of worsted. And I'm basically doing a, like, worsted gauge for the sweater for him. And he's, you know, half my size. So, right. <laughs> I mean... I should be able to do this. It should work out. Yes. It should work out. Yes. And the last time I bought yarn at Stitches and then went back and, and like, ordered more from the yarn maker, uh-huh. when I knit the sweater, you know, four years later, it um I had, like, two <laughs> the two skeins that I bought extra, I now have left over. I got all nervous. Oh, I'm never going to be able to knit a sweater in, you know, a thousand yards. And then, so I got, like, another... 400 yards and now i have 400 yards left over right so trying to to really i don't want to run out of yarn but i just i also don't want to have an extra two to 500 yards of yarn left over right because oftentimes when i knit a project and this is the yarn that i knit my a slim cardigan in that i'm talking about like i'm not really excited to knit another project in that not that it's not right. pretty yarn, but it's like I already knit a sweater in this yarn. Like, what else? Right. Can I, what? How much of this can I knit? Right. So, right, so that I was sincere. Sincere sheep. Did you get anything else from Brooke? Uh, no, just those two. Just, just the Rambouillet. That was it. Yeah, just two skeins of Rambouillet Sport. Okay. Um, so it's four hundred yards. Should be enough to make. Oh. Yeah, sweater for Matilda. Absolutely. Although the yarn, the yardage listed for the tiny oak leaves cardigan, um, it says that I need more than four hundred yards. So have you looked at nervous. finished projects? No. Yeah, I was. I, I haven't looked yet. Browse through finished FOS just to see what what people actually used, and it also right. runs the gamut. Like, you, it's not a science. Right. But I don't know why that is. Like, why would it be that if I'm knitting something, you know, theoretically, two knitters are knitting the same thing at the same gauge out of the same yarn, for instance, why would one of them have yardage that's so much different than the other? I don't know. And I wonder sometimes, like, obviously people probably include different things in their, like, they include the swatch or they include, you know, they they just round up to the full skein instead of, you know, doing the partial skeins. I guess that's probably some of it. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people do that, actually. Alright, so what else did you get? I got from Dragonfly Fibers. Oh man, she's one new... game of Starry Night. She's my new favorite. Okay, I'm not gonna and say I can't. Pl- I cannot. I I won't really play favorites, but I feel like she was. That's me. Dis- yeah, I feel like I discovered her. Like I had seen her ads on Ravelry. We'd gotten some of her yarn for prizes, but being able to see all of her stuff together in the booth um, was just amazing it really i got um i got a skein of firecracker in the traveler Uh base which is a super wash merino worsted ish and i may i've made so far i already cast on and have made one leg warmer i finally made a leg warmer yeah a leg warmer not two not a pair just one (laughs) um i uh yeah so this colorway i am so in love with this colorway it is a like a dark, like blacks in it, but then there's all these different pops of color. There's like, there's yellow and blue and hot pink, and purple. So um, I guess more like fireworks than firecracker, but um, it's just stunning. And I would never, I, under normal circumstances, would not think about knitting a sweater and a variegated yarn, but I think I would knit a sweater in this yarn, in this colorway. Uh huh. Um, and I, I was thinking cool. about your, is it your planned? I don't think you've started it. Isn't there one that you were planning to knit in electric rose? Yeah. It's that, um, Glenisee pattern. Is it the water, um, water street cardigan? Yeah. 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 With like the random garter ridges. Mm-hmm. So Someday I might consider knitting a sweater out of this colorway. I don't know. She has so many lovely bases. And this this base, like I was attracted to this colorway in every base I saw it in. <laughs> so I have lots of possibilities. So anyway, I'm really excited. What I did, because I knew that I didn't really have enough yarn for this. This is the Long Walks pattern by Danny Sunshine. And I knew I didn't uh-huh. quite have enough um, yardage. So I took the ball and I split it in half and I just figured I would knit one leg warmer until I was almost out of yarn. Here's what I have left. I would say it's about a yard and a half. Yeah, probably about a right. yard and a half, maybe a yard. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'll just knit the other one until I run out of yarn. Um, and I'm hoping that some blocking will stretch them out a little bit. It'll get a little bit longer. But it's a free pattern on Ravelry. It's also part of an ebook, so you can purchase it in an ebook, but it's available for free on Ravelry. But I'm very excited to finally have knit possibly a wearable leg warmer, unlike the other leg warmers I've knit. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, Dragonfly Fibers and Starry Nights. So she had a couple of <clears throat> Van Gogh themed. Um, I can't remember the other one. It was similar. There was Starry Night and there was... Was that Sunflowers? Maybe there was a or... Sunflowers one. Right. Um, and damsel is like a slightly like a light worsted or damsel DK. is another kind of sport DK mm-hmm. weights superwash yarn, but it's three hundred and thirty five yards for four ounces. Right. Uh, later, I regretted not getting that base. I don't. Um, I think I was like, oh, I'm going to save on, I'm going to have fewer yards added to my stash if I buy Traveler because it's like 280 yards. But I was like, oh, if I had gotten that 330 yards, my leg warmers could be just a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> What's the makeup of that yarn? It's, uh, I think it's just 100% superwash merino. I think they're okay. very similar. I, I asked, um, I asked Kate, the the dyer, what the difference was, and she just said they were, were slightly different in weight, but that you could probably get the same sort of gauge from both of them. Um, yeah, price paid. Oh, that's interesting. It was not free. Um, yeah, 100% merino. Um, I guess because I didn't put in how much the yarn costs, it says price paid, free. Huh. That's funny. That I don't. I don't want to be forced to put in all the the prices of yarn that I buy. I think that would be. I never put prices in. Let me see. That would be um, 
a little intimidating over time to start adding that number up. Uh, okay, I just took the I took the know. price out, and now it doesn't say free anymore. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Dragonfly <clears throat> Fibers. Um, anything else? And then only one other thing I got was a skein of Lhasa in Ruby ah. from Lisa Souza. You gave some serious Lisa Souza love, as usual. Yeah, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the, the creature of habit. The other thing I got was from Miss Babs, and we were we wandered into her booth, and we were actually kind of on the outside of her booth, and I found the most amazing looking skein of her colorway Berlin. Right, and none of the other skeins looked like this. I don't know why, if it was just the way even that they close. were. Even close. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. I mean, they had the same colors, but there was something about the way that this one was dyed that just made it so because people kept coming up to me and saying where did you get that and i was like oh, i think it was the last one and they're like ah. but there were other <laughs> berlins which were you know also attractive but i think these were sh- maybe shorter color repeats i'm not exactly sure what made it so different but it definitely is different and like i couldn't have purchased another skein to go with it so all i have is the one skein of yeah it was a um which is 560 yards and uh Gail suggested, Gail from the Yarniac suggested the brickless pattern because that is what it actually was originally designed for Yowza What a Skein in this colorway. So uh-huh. I definitely am, is on the possibility list. The one thing about that pattern that everybody says is how huge it ends up being. And I uh-huh. don't know if that's a plus or a minus for me. I actually kind of like the huge scarf shawl. Right. But I don't exactly, I don't know. I mean, what else? With 560 yards, I guess I could do two things. I think I probably will end up doing the brickless, but I haven't. Uh, I, I'm i so proud of myself for having cast on one and about to cast on the second stitches yarn that I think I could probably hold on the Yauza in Berlin. But it is really stunning. Right. So Berlin is, I think it's sort of supposed to look like street culture graffiti so there's red and yellow and um black and blue like just in these short bursts of color repeats and oh and white and it's just uh, Uh really stunning it is really really beautiful so yeah i I bought two yarns that were variegated and then the one that was solid that was all that i got in terms of yarn um you know, and I did lots of shopping for the Ravel Lennox game, and you can see that in our Twitter feed um, with sort of annotations of everything it is, that it was. And one of the things that I actually got that wasn't for the Ravel Lennox game, it'll be a prize some other for another contest as yet to be inter- determined, um, was a skein that was given to me by Kim of Western Sky Knits, and it is... Oh, man, now I can't remember the colorway, what it's called. Um, it is it is called Katza, and it is gray, and it has pops of, like, a brick orange in it. And the gray is variegated from, like, a really, really light gray to a darker steely gray. And I would love to use, to buy enough of this colorway to make a sweater. And I tried a really cute sweater on in her booth. Right. It's right. figuring weight. And the Alicia Plummer sweater. Um, it's the one that has a decoration on the back. That's it's like, like a, an intarsia uh, uh, Navajo looking. Right. Motif. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I was, I was thinking about that. And then I was thinking about some of the, um, I was like, Oh, what could I use? Cause it doesn't take very much to make that intarsia motif. And then I remembered all of the balls of fingering weight yarn I have for, um, for my eventual Babette blanket. And I was like, Oh, perfect. I'll repurpose some of that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the uh, nested sweater. So it's, a. Uh, yeah, it's really that sweater fit you perfectly. Yeah, it was really cute. A really cute sweater, open front cardigan. I like the little intarsia motif. It would be a great work uh, sweater. And um, this color, the Katza color, is 
neutral without being, you know, with a, with a, like a little plus. Like, oh, in addition to the orange pops, there are occasional tiny little pops of uh, like blue, like a steel turquoise. It's quite beautiful. So this is a, a Sunday. Those yarns are really pretty. Sunday yarn. Yeah, that booth was really beautiful. Um, yeah. And getting to meet people in their booths. Like we went to the Fido booth and met that dyer and got some yarn for the for the Ravelinix prizes. And who else did we get to talk to? We talked to Alicia Goes Around. Um, right. Got some yarn from her. Bought some yarn from her for the Ravelinix prizes. So... Um, it was just, it was great. We got something at um, Dragonfly Fibers, I think also a skein of Starry Night. So um, it was a really, it was, it was like the least frenzied for me um, stitches, I feel. I don't know. I didn't feel as sometimes I feel like, oh, I must have all the stuff. Like I was able to <laughs> sort of have the foresight or forethought is to think oh all this stuff there'll be beautiful stuff next year and so that meant I more or less stayed in my budget I did let myself go over my yarn bank but not by much so actually I might be out of yarn debt now um maybe we can transition to after the leg warmer well not well the leg warmer plus um I'll transition to sort of what I finished lately so what what's helped my yarn bank. I think last time we recorded, I was on the verge of finishing my Papillon sweater. Uh-huh. And I thought I was about to finish the um, uh, vintage Fremont shawl, um, which I was knitting out of some yarn that we got at Sock Summit. It was my total Portland shawl project. And it had this uh-huh. really interesting serrated bind off where you would knit these garter stitch triangles and bind off. And as I was knitting them, they seemed a little flopsy and I wasn't loving them. And I was trying to figure out a way to sort of re- refigure the the triangles to make them a little tighter. And uh-huh. but then I was like, oh, but I don't want to pull it out. So I'm just going to live with it. So I finish it and then I lay it out and I look at it and there <clears> is... <throat> a gash in this shawl. Like I dropped some stitches and I dropped them in a place where there was no way I could pick them up because I had since bound off stitches on top of it. So it was, it just looked like someone had torn into this. So the universe answered my question. I ripped out the bind off and instead of trying to figure out a new serrated bind off, I just knit an additional repeat and did a couple of rows of eyelet at the end and did a traditional bind off. And I actually, from I, I, I like it, um, and it used up every almost every last little bit of that yarn. Um, but it was it made it was so frustrating because I thought I was going to finish it before the uh, Olympics started, and then just be able to devote uh-huh. all of my time to Papillon and the Meyer cardigan. But no, uh-huh. I had to go back and finish that just because like, if I didn't finish it and I started something new, I knew it would go into permanent timeout, and so I had to do it. So I finished the Vintage Fremont and the Papillon before stitches. Um, But the thing that I am now finished, but hadn't finished, but sort of had already given myself yarn credit for is the Meyer cardigan, which is from Metropolitan Knits by Melissa Worley. Uh And I knit this in my Pigeon Roof Studios Bacchus Aaron. And it's, uh, it's done. It's almost done. All the knitting. All the knitting. Yeah. I started it on March Twelve, or I'm sorry, February twelfth, the, the night at the Olympics opening, and then last night I finished knitting the collar. Um, although now that I'm looking at the collar, and I thought this might be the case, I might go back and reduce by some stitches just to tighten it up. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I have the pat, the the uh, energy for that. But you can see how the collar is sort of falling backwards. Well, you. Yeah, the back neck is pretty wide. It is pretty wide, and that's just the those are the bind off stitches that were recommended. But it didn't take much. I could just go back a few rows and reduce, maybe on the third row. So it did feel like when I was knitting across the back neck, it felt like a lot of stitches. But um, you know, so that's about a month to knit, 
a sweater. You know, I think you should do that because whenever I find I have a lot of back neck stitches, mm-hmm. I have the shoulder slip off the shoulder problem. Oh, interesting. And since your shoulders are kind of small, right? Yeah, that could I think be a that you will have that problem. Plus, you know, I've I, this happens a lot. I think <clears> the <throat> neck. I think this is the third. This I can think of two other cases. I had to do this with the Bailey cardigan, like. Uh, and that wasn't the fault of the pattern. That was me thinking I was smarter than the pattern. And so I knit the neckband way bigger and ended up taking inches out of it. And then the same thing happened with my um, oh, uh, tilted duster. I had to go in and really reduce the neck stitches on that um, in order to get it to fit right. So this won't take long. Um, and at this point... I didn't finish it. Didn't finish it during the Ravelanics. My other, so all the knitting is more or less done. But I did buy Grogain ribbon. I think I'm going to back the button bands because another problem I feel like I chronically have with sweaters is that the button band is sort of loose and stretched out and gapy. And I think that it's time for me to grow up and sew a little bit of ribbon on the back of my button bands. So. Are you going to hand sew it in or machine sew? I don't know. I'm going to watch a couple tutorials and see what makes the most sense for, you know, what, what I'm most comfortable with. Right. Um, and so I, I haven't weighed my remnants on this, but I would say, so I have about this much yarn left. I would say this is probably half a skein. No. Right. Half a skein? Well... Maybe not. I don't know. My throw guess, it on the scale. I'll throw it on the scale, but I think that I knit this sweater in about 800 yards. Wow. I know. That's crazy. And the the length is not, it's not like it's super short. And it looked. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny. And, but I th- it's an Aran weight yarn, right? It's a thick yarn. Especially, I mean, I knit this on sevens. That's like a revolution for me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I knit is on a size six needle, so I'm like, oh my gosh, this is on sevens. What? <laughs> so, while we're talking, I'm gonna. You are a tidy person. <laughs> well, lots of people. I went. At, this was one of those sweaters where I went through and looked at all of the um, FOs to see what people were really how much yardage it was taking, and a lot of people it took around for the size. The roughly the size that I knit. I knit a size in between sizes too, but the size I would knit roughly, people were using between eight and nine hundred yards, which is why I knew I could get away with using this this yarn. So anyway, I'm really excited. I'm excited to have used a yarn that is that was recently in my stash and get the credit out of it for uh, to get myself out of yarn debt. So Yay! That's what I've finished. Have you finished anything? I have not since we've all been sick and my parents were in town for a week. I got very, very little knitting done. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I've I've been doing lots of thinking about what I'm going to knit with all of my new yarn. Okay. Tell me. Um, Well, what do you think about vitamin D for that baby alpaca silk? Ooh. And use the fingering weight for the sleeves. That could be cute. And that's a sweater. I mean, you and Heidi Kiermeyer have a special relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Heidi Kiermeyer patterns. I love that Harvest Moon cardigan that I knit yeah. out of the. Yeah, I wear that all the time. It was interesting. I was at Seam Allowance a couple months ago, and someone brought up Blackstone Tweed, and they said that it's like the unsung luxury yarn of the Barocco line. They're like, it is such a fantastic yarn. It is. A, it's worn really well. Um, even though you would think that it would just be a pilly mess. Mm, it's, that's what I would think. It's not. That's amazing. It still looks pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, vitamin D could be, could be really beautiful in that. Yeah, because it's like a nice drapey pattern. Doesn't need much structure. Right. Um. Oh, yeah. No, that would be stunning. And I think so, but it's not raglan. Like, how would you? Is it a top-down raglan action? Oh, possibly. Uh, In that case, 
Huh, I could intarsia at the <laughs> You could, but what about what about this? This is gonna like I don't know, but since the bottom is sort of shawl like, what if you knit the yoke and the sleeves in the sport weight and uh-huh. then the more shawl like bottom part in the fingering weight? You don't think that would look weird? I don't know. sure I, I also would do a gauge swatch where you knit um like knit half of it in the sport and then using the same needles knit the fingering weight and see what you think of the of the the way they compare like are they that different right right it's so funny we i just am reflecting back on having that moment where where you're like oh it's just the same yarn but it's a smaller skein and i was like <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> i know it was too good to be true how much does how Literally. much yarn does this take because huh so that seems like a lot um hmm so another idea is you wouldn't exactly have you might I, I don't know if it would really take you thirteen hundred yards to make this sweater, especially this open front, like do you really make the thirty six or the thirty nine? No. Right. You definitely don't make the thirty nine. But the other idea is see what the fingering weight doubled would look like. Hmm. I think it will definitely look a lot thicker than the sport weight. Sport weight. Yeah, it's interesting. I came up against this when I found the Makushi pattern. One of the things I, um, the yarn I considered making it in was the Miss Babs Yet, which I have 1,200 yards of. And so I took it doubled and I did a gauge swatch. And the thing about yet is that it's so it's silk and merino, I believe, uh-huh. and it just it's heavier than most lace weight yarn. So it is four hundred yards in sixty five grams, where normally you would get four hundred yards in fifty grams, or four hundred plus right. yards in fifty grams for a lace weight. So when you doubled the yet, it became pretty bulky feeling. So um, I was surprised. Um, I think this is a different fiber content did that. But um, so I can't use yet. So now I'm sort of puzzled. I have other lace weight. I have uh, I have two other lace weight possibilities for Makoshi. Um, one is <laughs> the um, uh, cashmere silk that you gave me years ago. And uh-huh. another is this yellow, uh, just traditional superwash merino lace weight that I have. I think you have one skein and I have one skein, and they're each about twelve hundred yards. And you really only need yes. uh, you need far less than twelve hundred yards for this pattern, I think. Hey, if you need that skein back, I can I can totally provide oh, that. Right. Okay. Well, I'll let you know. Maybe I'll gauge swatch that. I'm not crazy about that color, so if I did it, I might over-dye it. Um, you don't like the color? I have so much yellow. Come on. <laughs> I like the color, though. I know, but I have, like, I have right now in my closet, I have Aislinn, which was more or less a yellow sweater, and then I have, which I don't wear. Aislinn is... It's, it's mustardy. <laughs> and I have the golden... I have that... Um, mock cardi which i don't wear but it's yellow and i'm thinking about repurposing that yarn at some point so Uh i'm like really how many yellow sweaters do i need um this is a light yellow it's not uh, i don't know what it is (laughs) now and i if i use that um cashmere silk you gave me it is more or less the same color as this pigeon roof bacchus and that is yeah I don't need two sweaters in this color right now. And I'm thinking about repurposing my Amelia, I'm sorry, yeah, my Amelia sweater, which is more or less this color. (laughs) So um, I need to branch out. 
I thought over dyeing it with some like a green blue, a blue green might be pretty. What if I made? Sorry, it's all right. I'm Go like for it. Now, like Go for trying it. to troubleshoot my my problem. So when you made atelier, yes. Um, oh, I didn't make the full atelier. That's right. Right, but so you knit the back and the sleeves, and then you cast on for the. For the fronts? I don't remember. But yes, I can there's see some, that working. That could totally work, that kind of construction. So if you knit sort of the sleeve, you do a raglan, front, top-down raglan with the sleeves in the back. Right. And then just continue that until you're finished. And then pick up along the sleeve edge using the lighter weight. Is that what you were thinking? Right. Yeah, right. that could be really pretty. But yeah, it's hard to, for me to remember, and I didn't knit that f to a full size. I basically I made a cropped version of that. Right. Does that also have pockets in the original? It does have pockets. Mm. Pockets. <laughs> um, some other stuff I've been thinking about is uh -huh. there are four kids who are graduating this year who I've had who either sort of assisted me in part of my job um, or I've worked with in like an independent study who are going to college this year. So I want to make, I'd like to make them something. Um, one, there's two boys and two girls. And last time I did this for kids, I made, you know, those bracelets. And uh, right. I think this time, because there's only four of them and not 12 of them or however many I did that project for in such a short amount of time. I think at least for one of the boys, um, he surfs, uh, he, uh -huh. and he, so I was like, what can I knit for a surfer? Because he's going to go to college in California. Uh -huh. um, and I came across the concept of a surf-style beanie, which I think just means a really tight-fitting beanie. Uh -huh. um, so I'm thinking about making him a windsheaf um, hat, the Stephen West pattern. I already have it. I think I could knit it. I have some Cascade 220 already in stash. I think that's what I would knit for him. And then the girls, I think I would do fingerless mitts. The other boy is a little harder just because he's actually very fashion fashionable. Like, it's almost harder in some ways. <laughs> I might wait to find out where he's going to college. Because if he's going someplace cold versus, you know, someplace warmer. Uh, but... And always that reminds me actually of the the overheard it, imagine it, which I think I've said on the podcast before, but bears repeating where someone said, I'm doing something for a guy who's pretty fashionable and or who's a hipster. And the other person goes, what kind of hipster? And she said, the other woman goes, well, what do you mean? And then the second woman goes, well, describe his pants to me. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, well, uh, yeah, maybe today we're coming to San Francisco to, for a family dinner, so maybe while I'm there, I'll look at and see what the hipsters are wearing <laughs> as far as knitwear goes. I don't know. I mean, he might like one of those windsheaf hats too. That's true. It's a it's a good hat. It would be a great hat. Make it easy. Just pick an exciting color. So, um, yeah, because the Cascade Two Twenty that I have is just like like the perfect blue. That's it's like interesting enough, but no man would be uh, intimidated by it. Right. <laughs> kind of blue. So, yeah, so that actually just popped into my head yesterday. And at least now I am doing it starting in the middle of March. I think when I started that project last time, it was May. <laughs> so, <laughs> But you got it all done. I did get it all done. And it made me think about my advising group that's graduating in two years and a quarter. And I'm like, I might want to get started on that project for them like in this year. Fingerless mitts, man. I think that's the key. Yes. Lots of fingerless mitts. So, anything else you're thinking about with your stitches yarn? Uh, well. It just, I, so I just have the true love and the hand spun, the Helios, to kind of decide what to do. Um,. Yeah, I had a lot of different ideas for the Muppet yarn. Um, oh, right, the Muppet yarn. 
I was thinking maybe a stuffy. How much, what's the yardage and the weight on that? It is 100 and, well, one skein is 144 yards and the other skein is 174 yards. Okay. You can make a nice Rebecca Danger monster out of that. Right. Which reminds me, I owe my kid one of those. <laughs> and I did just buy safety eyes. <laughs> oh, you did just buy safety eyes. That's perfect. I should just do it. I'll make her like a pillow-like one. Yeah. She could keep it in the crib. That would be awesome. And snuggle it, hopefully. Alma made Matilda the most adorable little bunny. Uh-huh. With a dress on. Oh, I think she I know that a pattern. Bunny dress, yeah, and it was so cute. Oh, yeah. I um, I've been doing some sewing. So after Jenny and I finish, I will come back on and announce the rest of the Uli winners. I still need to figure out how to get those that yarn from you, but we'll talk about that off off mic. But um, I finished. Um, I have. One more bag to sew, and that's for the grand prize winner. So um, I may not, I may do something a little different for that person. So I'll come on, do the announcement. I have all the bags, I have almost all the prizes in one place. Um, so I can start sending those out. But I've been doing a ton of just that. I mean, doing those project bags really made me get a lot of sewing practice in. Uh-huh. And I got really good at making that bag and figuring out how to best. Um, to to most to do it in the most neat way like the first set of tutorial the tutorial I used the first way I did it was not as tidy as it could have been and but as uh-huh. I moved through it I got um my sewing got better so sorry to those of you who got my prototypes but they still are functional um and then um I actually did some garment sewing last weekend I made a tunic that was from this magazine called Taproot do you know that magazine? Uh-uh. Sort, of, it's sort of a back to the land um, publication, advertisement free for people who live or trying to like live more of a rural lifestyle, semi rural lifestyle, or those of us who live in urban settings who are just aspire, you know, or sort of fantasize about it. But in um, the current issue, um, issue eight, Sonia Phillip has a pattern called the Taproot Tunic, and last weekend. I decided to make one and not sure about what size I wanted to wear. I'm, uh-huh. It comes in three sizes. I made all three sizes. And wow. um, it's super fast. So if you either have Taproot Magazine, you have this pattern, or if you're interested in sewing something that is quick and easy and really cute, and Jenny, you can see in my Flickr, I'll link also on Flickr from our show notes, um, to the one that I made, that the one that ended up fitting me. So I fin- completely finished the one that I felt fit me the best. And then I kept the other two so people could try them on because I, it was one of those, it's one of these garments that I think people are going to either hint around for me to make one for them or that I can use to help people learn how to sew. Uh-huh. And so I thought, oh, it'll be useful to have all three sizes so people can decide which size they need or would want to make. Wow. So... But it didn't really take me much longer. I think that I traced the pattern sizes on in the evening, the night before, and while we had someone over for a play date, I was able to to more or less in the three hours she was there, I made three of these, maybe like with an extra hour on either side. That is amazing. You know, <laughs> so I think I see a lot of taproot tunics in my future. I actually have like a bunch of fabric combinations picked out already for my stash because I think it would be a great, it's, so it's a slightly cropped um, with just uh, drop shoulder sleeves, but they're not like crazy drop shoulder sleeves. Um, it has a little bit of a fitting uh, for me, like I, the, the size I chose at the bust, but then it flares out. And so the one that I made... I'm wearing. I can wear it over a dress, and I could wear it with pants if I wear like. I probably would want to wear a tank underneath it, and I think I also then drafted an extension to make it a, um, a few inches longer so that I'd feel more comfortable wearing it with pants. So, that is awesome. Um. Yeah. So that's sewing. Quick little. Oh, and then I want to make an announcement, and then I will let Jenny go. Um. I got all of our buttons. 
So um, those of you who saw us at Stitches probably saw the um, Stash and Burn logo, our new logo button, and then those of you in the Ravelenix thread have seen at least the image for our Ravelenix button, but I got two extra buttons because we're going to do a, I'm going to call it a pledge drive. Um, people have offered over the years to make donations, and for some reason I haven't been fully comfortable with that, and so uh -huh. um, I had um, those two buttons made, and I had two, um, I don't know, I feel like I should keep them a secret, but I also feel like if I tell people what they are, they might want them more. What do you think? Can you see them? <laughs> I can. Um so there are two um, two classic stash and burn moment buttons. Maybe I will post pictures of them on because actually describing them is not as as good as actually seeing them. Um, right. And so for the pledge drive, um, if you uh, donate, I just said seven dollars, you get um, the stash and burn logo and the two stash and burn classic moment buttons. And if you were on the Ravelanix team, if you were, I will throw that button in as well. Um, if you are on the Ravelanix team and you only want this button, it's $3. And um, it's actually, the shipping is what's kind of killing us on this. The shipping takes um, almost two fifty, So we, we won't yield a lot of, you know, we're only yielding about half of that. But the fund, the donations go to fund our mailing costs and um, maybe occasional prizes, um, along the way when if we see something we really want would like to purchase if we aren't getting a donation and we can use the fund for prizes so everything goes back to you guys it's we're not making money off of this um and i'm gonna set up a little paypal storefront where you can purchase these and um i will also actually i was going to keep an accounting and a google spreadsheet and i could happy to make that public so people know where the money goes um yeah so I will post those details in our group and then also um, um, on our website. Awesome. Okay. So um, I'll be back on in a little bit to announce more winners, but I'm going to let Jenny go. Yay. It's good to talk to you, Nicole. Good to talk to you too. It's Nicole. I'm back and talking about Uli prizes for the end of the year, the, the second half. And I just want to remind you all, if I have not said this before, I guess I'm saying it for the first time, that I drew all of the winners at the same time. So everyone had an equal chance at the grand prize. And um, here we go. So the first winner is Jen and Stuff. Jen is the winner of some beautiful soft yarns from Bijou Basin. Um, the winner of a package from Neighborhood Fiber Arts is Lynn Wio. Hi, Lynn. And Lynn, you won. Um, it's two skeins of Neighborhood Fiber Arts um, yarn along with um, the pattern for the iodine cowl that go with these two yarns. One is a silk yarn and the other is a mohair yarn. Um, Eve Ariel, you won the Dragonfly Fibers Prize and I did not write down what it is and it's in the other room but I'm sure it's awesome because you just heard us talk about how much we love Dragonfly Fibers. Um, Dim Sum Knitter, who's Mary. Mary, you won two skeins of uh, Fearless Fibers Lace in a Feeling Blue colorway from uh, listener Katrin and um, a pattern of your choice from Coco Knits, Julie Weisenberger. Um, Knit Happens, you are the winner of a skein of Bugga from Cephalopara Yarns. I also have do not have the colorway written down, um, but it's Bugga and everybody loves it. Um, and you have a pattern of your choice from Ariel Altaris, who is Stariel on Ravelry. Um, Woolheart, Gisela, you are the winner of Zelana Air, which is this very soft cashmere possum down mulberry silk uh, yarn. It's very light and lightweight. It's really quite beautiful. So those were the the 13 Uli prize winners and our grand prize winner is Lux Tonight Lucia. Uh Lucia, you or Luc Lucia. I know we've met and now I can't remember how you say your name. Um you won a number of great prizes. Um you won two yarns from Mountain Colors, a skein of Crazy Foot, which is their 90% wool, 10% nylon fingering weight yarn, 
and um, a skein of their 4 8 wool, their worsted weight wool in Harmony Iris, this gorgeous purple. There's a skein of Everlasting Decay from our friends at Dream in Color. You have a gift certificate from Cotton Clouds and another gift certificate from Alpaca Direct. Um, you have won a skein from the Yarn Boutique um, of their Monocacy in uh, Early Bird, which is a very uh, clear turquoise color. Uh, you won um, a package um, from Fleur de Fiber. Uh, it's one skein of Acadian, the Merino Sock Yarn, and one skein of Argentum, which is has uh, the nylon silver in it, the silver in it, I'm sorry. Uh, there's a bottle of Eucaland in your prize package, a skein of the Weekend Wool in Blue Jay, and I think that's right. Actually, I'm not 100% sure if you got the Blue Jay or the Natural Gray, um, along with the hat pattern, the Marianne hat pattern from Amy Christopher's newly uh, installed creative director, design director of Barocco Yarns. Um, and there are some snap bags from uh, Namaste in your package, along with some other goodies that will probably be in there, and the pattern book of your choice from Cooperative Press. So thank you so much to everybody who knit this last year, and thanks for joining us in the second year of Uli. And I want to thank so much all of our prize sponsors for this year. We had so much great help. Um, getting together some prizes. So um, thank you everyone and I'll talk to you all next month. <laughs>